This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, welcome to Chicago coming from the 606 Media Studios. This is the TCSF podcast with Big Z. This week again it's got JC Fantasy Football. Uh JC Dynasty Fantasy Football in the studio. Uh Stevie B should be here soon. I don't know where he's at. And uh we uh, Ivan's doing his show. And then we got uh <laughs> our main man uh uh, at work at the, at the moment so maybe he'll jump on later on surge surge yeah no sweat surge. potentially hop on yeah he should hop on all right so episode 181 is brought to you by 606 media true chicago sports fans and great clothing company don't forget to go over there and click uh tcs uh true chicago sports fans and uh find our shirt get a bunch of cool stuff and uh punch in true fan 15 for 15 percent off your entire order if you're listening to us to uh on the anchor app or the apple or whatever podcast app go ahead and make sure you favor us give us five stars if you're watching us on youtube or on facebook make sure you hit that uh, subscribe and smash button give us uh your best review of that you can um so let's just get into it in this live episode the bears have three represent representatives in canton uh this year this that's exciting news the bulls stand pat at the trade deadline surprise surprise and they're still playing shorthanded pitchers and catchers exciting my favorite time of year that's why i'm wearing my baseball gear pitchers and catchers report this week and uh stirring the pot i know jc's got a good one for us so let's go let's do uh our bear segment this is three and out All right, so with so much anticipation for the last couple of years about Steve McMichael getting in through the um, the Veterans Committee, he finally gets voted in while he's still alive. That's one of the issues with uh, these Hall of Fames where they wait till the, the player passes away and they're like, oh, here's you know a pity uh, pass to get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, not so for Steve uh, Mongo McMichael, who actually gets into the Hall of Fame. Um, he had a storied career with a, a story... Uh, a historic defense on the Chicago Bears. Uh, JC, what do, you, what do you got for us? Well, starting with Mon- uh, Steve Mongo McMichael's stats, um, you know, the first thing that pops off at me is, and again, this may be because um, it looks like they really didn't keep uh, this stat um, really until the last two years of his career. Um, it just looks like ESPN or whoever didn't track it right? Um, because they only have the stats from 93 to 94 mm-hmm. um, was the fact that he, according to ESPN, he only has 79 career tackles, Yeah, that can't um, be right. which in 93, he had 51 and in 94, he had 28. Um, so that leaves a good 11 seasons where they didn't track that stat, um, according to ESPN. Um, but overall, he had 95 sacks for a career, um, you know, averaging roughly anywhere from, you know, 10, 8, 8, 7, 11 and a half in 1988, uh, 7 and a half, um, 9, 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. So not, not bad. Um, interceptions, again, only two in his career. Right. Um, 
and fumble recoveries had seven. So, you know, playing on that Bears front, um, I think it would, for Steve Mago McMichael, it's definitely more of a, you know, playing style and mentality um, that that Bears front played with. Um, you know, being a part of that 1985 and, you know, the, the most, you know, staunch defense in the history of the NFL other than the Ravens, um, you know, I, I think that gives him plenty of credibility to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm looking at profootballreference.com and it doesn't have his solo tackles at all from 1980 all the way to 93. There's, It's just blank. They do have a bunch of, in the combo section and his combined tackles. So I guess those are halves and fulls. It's, it's 847. Does that sound right, JC? That sounds like more of a a, a career. Uh, eight forty, eight forty. If he if he had eight forty seven, that would definitely be a much better stat um, than uh, what you know most people. So uh, going to Julius Peppers, who also yeah, you know, is another bear that just got voted into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Just to give you, I you know, I'm trying to Compares. see how many years yep. Julius Peppers played for, um, but his total tackles were seven hundred and sixteen. There you go. So again, that would put Mongo very much more in in a better light um, with uh, the tackles than the seventy nine that ESPN is trying <laughs> to give it. Yeah, that is weird. You know, they weren't keeping track of all this stuff. They weren't as analytical as we are in this day of age, where we track every single thing. Um, I mean, there was nineteen eighty nine. He had a hundred and eight combined tackles. Uh, he had 94 in 91 in 85 he only had 44 and 86 87 so he had an up and down career as far as being dominant but i i, I think it's well deserved and obviously you, you know being a chicago uh bears fan <laughs> there you go dylan about damn time that's right well deserved yeah you know he, he did put a good career he, he was a a great personality. He he's loved being in Chicago. He did a lot of stuff oh, yeah. in and out of Chicago for charities, and he showed up. Um, he was always available on the radio. He was he's such a big he was a bigger than life personality, and and that's yeah. To to me, it's just yeah. like you hear that voice, like Mongo's voice, and you just know it's Mongo. You know, his I mean? laugh it, too. It's one little, of those where yeah. yeah, he he had such an iconic voice that yeah. it was like one of a kind. Um, you know, and then like later on in his career, he became a wrestler for a little while there. Yeah. And like that voice just served him so well in wrestling. You know, he was one of those distinct kind of like deeper, you know, all right, you know, kind of yeah. like a gravelly, you know, wrestler voice. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I think, you know, that that playing style of those bears during that time, you know, the dents and the, um, you know, those guys like, they were just ferocious. I mean, they, it, it was like kill or be killed mentality. You know, now, nowadays everybody's friendly and, you know, you don't really see that. Like, no, I'm going to take your head off. Yeah. It was, it mentality was anymore. different era. You know, you were out there to dominate on, on, on the gridiron and you're trying to take someone's head off. Like you said, you had, um, uh, it wasn't a, like friendly. It was like, we don't like those guys. We hate those guys. We're going to, we're going to destroy them. And at the end of the game, you shook hands with him because it was, you know, it's a 
manly thing to do. Like you know, much respect. You know, we we, yeah. we blood, we sweat, we blood, sweat, and tears uh, on the football field. But at the end of the day, it wasn't so much a business; it was a pride issue. Um, and now it's more of a business issue. You know, you guys that go out there and they're they're picking each other up off the, off the football field during a game. I'm like, hmm. That wouldn't happen back in the day, you know. They'd probably put a foot yeah, on back your in the chest. Day, Mongo would have shoved you back down on the ground. Right, put a put a foot in your he, chest. He ain't helping you up. <laughs> no. If anything, he's knocking you right back down. Stay down, kid. You know, um, you know, Michael had a like you said, just a iconic voice, the iconic laugh. He has he always had his little two dogs. I remember him coming out to uh, having his two dogs every uh, at the radio uh, appearances he would make. He would also like bring those dogs in when he was in wrestling. Uh, you know, he had a great career in WCW, and uh, he had the voice for it. He like he he can talk the talk. He had no issue getting on the mic and telling you how he felt. I mean, I, it just it translated very well. Uh, yeah. yeah, Dylan saying he, that he's praying that Mongo makes it to August. That's, we are, yeah, definitely we are praying that Mongo makes it and gets to be there in person. Yeah, I, I definitely think the medical issues um helped him succeed in getting the hall of fame votes (laughs) um i I think had he not been sick he probably would have had to wait it a little bit longer um but i think there was a little pressure from everyone saying like no no no, we want to get him in before he passes like we want him to know that you know he had a hall of fame career he deserved it you know everything like that so Good, good on the committee to, you know, get them voted in and let them know that, you know what, hey, you deserve it. All right. So let's uh, let's transition over there. Julius Peppers, who had a career with the Chicago Bears while he most of his career was with the Carolina Panthers. Julius Peppers, you talked about how many how many tackles did he have? Uh, Julius Peppers, according to ESPN, finished his career with 716 uh, combined tackles. 553 uh, solo. Jesus. Um, and then he finished with a whopping 159 sacks. Wow. So if you want to talk dominant, I mean, that is pretty freaking dominant. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking at, he, he also uh, had four touchdowns. Yep, uh, force fumbles. He had fifty-one force fumbles, uh, fumble recoveries twenty-one, uh, interceptions eleven, uh, and yes, touchdowns four. Yeah. So again, I mean, just definitely Hall of Fame numbers right there. I mean, it just absolutely ridiculous. Hundred fifty-nine tackles. Basically, like you go look down, like if he had anything less than seven sacks a year, like that was his worst year. Yeah. He was always above seven seven sacks a year. Oh, we got Dylan com- uh, chiming in. Is Pep going as a Bear as a Panther? He's going in as a Panther. He spent most of his he's years. going in as Panther. Yeah, he uh, spent... if, if you go look at his stats, he's got way more years of service in Carolina. He's got ten years with Carolina, he'll, he'll four, with four with years us, with Chicago, right, and three with the with the Packers. So he's definitely going in as a Carolina Panther. I mean, I loved it when we got him because it was like literally a free agency twelve oh one, and they were knocking on his door like, hey. Hey, we're here. You know, he's coming out with boogers out of his eyes. Like, what are you guys plane, doing here? Plane was waiting. Yeah. Lim- limo was outside his door. Oh, yeah. Plane was waiting. And, yeah, I, I remember us signing him. And it was like, he was the big fish. And and we went out and got him. And, like I said, I mean, it, it 
really put us, uh, you know, for that year in the Super Bowl. Like, you know, having him around was very helpful. This, this was still the Lovey era, am I correct? Uh, Peppers, I think that was... Maybe one year with Lovey. I think Lovey left in, a, in 10. I think 11. so. Yeah, so it might have been one year with Lovey. Because um, Lovey was, what, 2005 to 2000... Maybe 11, I don't even remember. Um, what do we got here, Dylan? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look it up. Give me a second here. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, this is this is a great acknowledgement for a dominant player. Um, like we said, we, he was the big fish that was a free agent, and we were able to pick him up. Um, and that's what we what we're expecting of Ryan Poles this this season with the free agency opening up. He should be the first one knocking on everybody's door, like, hey, you know, we got we got a bag full of money. Are you ready to come join us? Because we got a dominant defense. We got great pieces on offense. And we need you to go forward, whether it's on offense or on defense, to dominate. I really think you know, if the Bears can make these types of moves where they can pick up a Julius Peppers in his prime, you know, maybe take one of those players off uh, Washington, mm-hmm. one other, another defensive lineman. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know JC's working, uh, doing two things at one time. Uh, the def- yeah, no, sorry. Uh, just just to go back on it, yeah. uh, Lovey Smith was from 2004 to uh, 2012. Okay. Um. So he spent 2010, 2011, 2012. Yeah, three years uh, with Lovey. Yeah, that's. Um. Now, what were we talking about uh, with uh, Washington? Yeah, who's the defensive lineman that the that the Bears might pick up? Uh. Well, Chase Young is going to be a free agent. Yeah. Um. The uh. If if you're talking about like a possible trade partner, that could um, be it. Yeah. And like dropping like if we're moving back from one. Um, there is a uh, uh, pain. Yeah, is the one that we were after last season. Right. Um, in free agency, uh, but he resigned with Washington oh. um, before he even hit free agency, so Ooh. we didn't even have a chance. Ooh. So, but uh, yeah, if we were to move back out of one to two, uh, potentially he's someone you know. But again, I, I don't know that after they just resigned him last season that they would let him go. Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Oh my God. Yeah, there we go. My sorry, my iPad's acting up. It's a little slow right now. Uh, so we want to get to the main course, which is going to be the greatest returner in history. It is Devin Hester, um, Mr. Hester. I was gonna say Deion Sanders. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, Devian Devoris De- Hester Senior. Uh, is just inducted, and there was such a big controversy about uh, getting a punt returner, kick returner into the Hall of Fame. But the matter of the fact is, they had to change rules because of him. They had to change schemes on how do you defend a kickoff and a punt return because of that player. Um, and that's that's exactly what you should be looking for—a game changer. Yeah, to to me, like if if you are legit, like if you're going to put someone from special teams, like in the hall of fame they have to be above and beyond anyone else in the game right and that was devin hester when when you go look at kick returners you have maybe three or four guys that you could potentially put with devin hester you're talking Deion sanders yep gail sayers yep. another hall of fame bear yep. you're talking um oh my god uh, i can't remember his name off the top of my head but he was a wide receiver, played for Cleveland. Um, for, oh, geez, I don't follow a lot of Cleveland. Yeah, I, I, it's it's 
I would have to look it up. No, that's um, not good. But I mean, he he was another one of those guys that did really well right around the same time as Devin Hester. But again, nobody was doing it like Devin Hester at at the amount at the nonstop like every other game, and it was just uh, again it was game changing. Mm-hmm. It was it was you know Bears could be down by fourteen, and you're talking a ten second play on a kickoff, and it changes the whole the whole dynamic of the game. Yep, changes momentum for the game. You look at the uh, you played for the Bears for 2006 to 2013, Atlanta for a year, Baltimore in 2016, and Seattle in 2016. He's a three time first team All Pro. Uh, one team, second team, all pro, four time pro bowler, two time NFL cookout return yards leader in 2013 and 14, two times NFL punt return yards leader in 26, 2006 and, 20, uh, and 2010, three time NFL uh, alum special teams player of the year, all decade team, twice, 100 anniversary all team, uh, 100 greatest bears of all time. Uh, first team All-American in 2004 University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame I mean he literally put up a resume that tells you he belongs in in Canton now where he was knocked was when he was playing wide receiver and he wasn't able to understand the routes the playbook whatever it may be because he did start on defense if you don't I don't know if you remember he did start on defense, and they moved him. Yeah, on to he offense. he he was drafted as a out of college as a returner and a de- uh, defensive back. Yep. Um, and then the Bears, because of his speed, you know, basically turned him into a wide receiver. And and part of the issue was him and Jay Cutler, for whatever reason, I don't feel like they ever got along. No. And it was one of those where, you know, I don't know if Cutler just looked at him as a gimmick and mm-hmm. like didn't want to use them and you know it, there was something there that was just off between that duo you know quarterback wide receiver tandem that you know it, it and again you know in jay cutler's defense you know there was a season where he was basically forced and told like devin hester is going to be your number one wide receiver yeah but you know i, I feel like at that particular time it it was one of those where like like you look at today's nfl and everything is about separation and the shorter like like in like in and out of route guys and i think devin hester might have just been a little too ahead of his time to be appreciated by jay cutler you know at, at that point in time um and uh, to go back to it, the other kick returner was Joshua Cribs. Oh yeah, uh, from Cleveland. There you go, Mr. Um, Cribs. Which Cribs actually has more kickoff return yards than Devin Hester, but I mean Devin Hester's got the touchdowns to go along with it. Um, but Joshua Cribs, like I said, he was the other guy that I was trying to think of uh, from Cleveland, um, who was just outstanding. Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah. I mean, let's talk about it. we got what. We got 19 touchdowns. 19 touchdowns. Between punts and kickoffs. Right. And almost like 12,000, 11,500 something yards uh, between punts and kickoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it, that is just so dynamic. That is just so game changing. And I, I was at, um, I think it was Carolina versus the Bears. 
And I just remember like it was it was the first kickoff of the game. Literally, you're sitting there, edge of the seat. You got Superman, you know, uh, playing in the background. Superman, um, playing in the background, you know, before every kickoff. (laughs) And every fans, every, every fan was on their feet and they're just sitting there waiting and and literally like i'm at the game boom he takes off touchdown i mean again it's it's just so dynamic you know in unfortunately uh this year the nfl basically you know because they keep changing the kickoff rules right they even they came out this year and basically said like well we might have to go back and you know change it again because they had the least amount of kick returns that they've had in i think it was 30 years yeah because they moved it, it, like, they moved off they moved yeah. up where you kick from which means it's going to be a touchback 99 percent of the time like at this point right. those kickers are putting it through the uprights at the, i mean that's how far they can kick it um so well, I, it's, yeah. not even, it's not even that it's it's also like you're in such a good position anyway at 25 yards you know why even bother yeah you know because if if you bring it out 70% of the time you're less than 25 yards. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're, you're risking that maybe at one, every four kick returns, you might get past 25 yards. Yeah. It's, it's like, why, why, why even bother then? Like why risk the injury? Why, you know, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully they figure out how they can, you know, fix this issue and, you know, bring that part of the game back. You know, again, we don't want anybody getting hurt. We don't want, you know, head concussions. We don't want, you know, torn ACLs. We don't want anybody really getting injured during the play. But again, you got to do something to, you know, it's otherwise, what's the point of having special teams? Other it's than, it's one know, of the most exciting home. plays. Uh, the punt return and kick is one of the most exciting plays. It, to me, it, it equates to in baseball with it's the inside the, in the inside the field home run. Like, the dude's running all the way from first all the way home, busting his ass. And, you know, it, it's exciting because then you you see the relay throw coming in. All right, is it going to be safe or, or out at home plate? It's exciting. And that's exactly what that is. It's the home run play for football. And some of these guys are very elusive, very uh, uh, evasive, and uh, they, they can get around. But like you said, if they change the rules to lessen – the returns then you're not going to see this 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 type of play anymore and that's what you saw you saw everybody taking it at the 25 because it's good field position and no one's getting hit yeah like i said i mean again it something's got to be done you got to bring that part of the game back um because like i said otherwise like figure something else out you know like the xfl used to do instead of like a, a kickoff they used to have one guy in each end zone and they'd run to midfield and they dive on a ball, you know, to fight for who gets possession. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I don't know what you do to, you know, change it up or whatever. But, you know, if if you're not going to have a kickoff, then you got to do something. Otherwise, like, you might as well put the rosters down to 40 people because you don't need 53. You know what I mean? Like, I, again. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, we're- Overboard, but, yeah, I know what you're saying, you but know? you're also cutting people's jobs, right? We, and then you'd also don't right. have depth if someone goes down on your offense or defensive line or your cornerbacks and running backs. So, I mean, 
if you take it away, you at this point, why do a kickoff? Might as well might as well say after one team scores, the next team starts at the at the twenty automatically, and and get away with the, from this kickoff. And that's what you're pretty much you're saying. Yeah, or or create some sort of I don't know, like hey, if your field goal kicker, um, you know, makes a field goal or whatever from fifty yards, then you know they get the ball to fifteen. If the field goals from 40 they get it at 20 if it's there's there's got to be something else that they can do if we're eliminating the kickoff yeah that what if you where what if you lessen like you know what if you lessen i don't mean to cutting you off but what if you lessen the amount of players on the field if you go from 11 to 7 you take four players off now it's a lot more dynamic because there's a lot more space because now yeah you're you're making way more running running room um you know yeah that that would definitely be interesting because you're also taking four or less guys off the field less of less injury less contact like i said there's definitely more room you know they got rid of the wedge blocks all those years ago um you know so they can't do it anymore right used to be like two people everything everything is about player safety but then at the same time like you're you're taking away some of the most explosive part of the game you know like i said yeah it's like a home run it's you know it's one of the most exciting things you know when a guy breaks loose and he runs the rest of that 40 yards 50 yards whatever it is yeah you know and and you're just sitting there like no one's gonna stop him yeah <laughs> yeah and like you're just going nuts you know but i remember doing that in you know, it, it's, like a, it's like a breakaway in hockey with like an empty yeah. net you yeah. know what i mean yeah. it's it's one of those where it's like we know we're gonna score on this like it so uh, again, you know, to to take away that aspect of the game, you know, especially recently in years. I mean, like I said, I, I can't tell you the last time I saw a punter kick return. Like at least you know, watching strictly Bears games. No, you know, it, it's like I said, even even watching other NFL games, like it's very slim. Very like most punts are just fair catched. You know, it, like. There's no effort anymore. It's like you know, we'll just, we'll take the ball from here and we'll run, we'll roll with it. You know. <laughs> oh boy, Israel timing in. I right, look at Israel. Mitchell Trubisky was released from the Steelers. I think the Bears should sign up to be a backup quarterback. No man. No. I don't Listen, want that that guy. Israel, I, I don't I don't know you, but unfortunately, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky will be spending the rest of his seasons on a on a surfboard in California. I don't think um, he makes an XFL team. That's how bad he is. He will not make an XFL done. team. Yeah, he's cooked. Definitely cooked. Listen, you came in for two games. You showed what you showed in uh, into the Steelers. You made Kenny Pickett look like an all-star. You made Mason Rudolph look like a starter. Um, he's done. He's, yeah. you know, years ago, I... I uh, I have a gentleman that I worked with and his son is now a college uh, football uh, quarterback and his son used to go to the Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, quarterback uh, camp camp. And, um, you know, me and him, when we worked together, you know, he would always give me insight on quarterbacks and, you know, cause these, these quarterback camp coaches, you know, they like to talk. And basically the year that Mitch Trubisky was drafted, yeah. 
once the season was over, he disappeared and took vacation while all the uh, all the story was that and what I was told was that Pat Mahomes reached out to Mitch Trubisky. Hey, come work out with me, you know, because at that time, Nagy was the coach and he was running the system. Andy Reid, same system. So again, he Mahomes asked and reached out to Dubisky, "Hey, come work out with me this offseason, blah blah." Mitch told him, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna relax this offseason." So that tells you right then and there. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons that like I turned on Mitch extremely fast was because when I heard that story uh, from a friend of mine who again heard it from people who are quarterback coaches that work with NFL quarterbacks, it, it turned me on Trubisky very quickly because, and and that is, again, one thing why I, I hate that, like, we're probably going to move on from Justin Fields, but everything you hear about Justin Fields is how hard he works. Yeah, it, it is. I know Israel is cracking jokes here, talking about the Bears have a coaching staff to fix his mechanics. There's no fixing Tr- Mitchell Trubisky. All right, this is as simple as that. No, Israel got no. jokes today. Mitch, Mitch was a one-year quarterback starter for North Carolina, and he showed kind of Drew Brees-esque stuff where it was short passing routes over the middle on slant routes and whatever, mostly in North Carolina. And it reminded Pace of exactly who i just said it reminded him of drew Brees. Mm-hmm. the only problem is mitch trubisky was not drew Brees. no not at all mitch trubisky is i mean he's better than johnny Manziel, but that's you know <laughs> that's a very low johnny bar good yeah exactly it's like he couldn't stay on the field so yeah you know what are we talking about all right. Uh, I think this is enough for three up and three down. We'll wrap it up. And with Israel cracking jokes, thanks for chiming in. Israel, always appreciate you chiming in. So we'll be right back uh, more with more True Chicago Sports fans after a word from our sponsors. Hey, True Chicago Sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15
There we go. There we go. All right, the Chicago Bulls. They're actually playing right now. They're playing Atlanta. Um, the Chicago Bulls stood pat and made not one, not one trade. Uh, you, you're facing down DeMar not being re-signed. They're far apart in, in contract negotiations. So you had to get something from, and they did nothing. Um, you had Vooch. You could could, could, could have traded as well. Uh, I know Caruso was a high commodity, but the, the Bulls wanted the Kings ransom for him because he signed for like two more years after this year. I, I don't understand what the logic from AK or Acme, uh, Mark Eversley. Oh, I got six comments over here. Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we have all that. And uh, there's no movement. There's no sense of urgency. And I feel this this administration might be even worse than Gar Packs. At least Gar Packs would make some moves and make some moves. Um, and right now they're talking about finding players in the buyout market. That's shopping in the clearance section at the thrift store. Like I don't understand what they're doing. They're already they're down Lonzo. They're down Levine. Um, Patrick Williams is still out. Caruso's out today. That's four players already. That's four starters. They're down four starters. That. And you're putting all this pressure. I think the Bulls went into overtime last game. These guys are playing max minutes. You got Io and Dalen Terry now showing up. Io's playing really good, scoring about 10 to 12 points a game. Kobe is not the guy. He needs rest. Like he 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 can show out. He can he can he can bust out a good good, good game. But I don't think he can do it uh, the the whole length of the 82 season, 82 game season, because. Teams are going to stick with him, put a defender on him, make him pass the ball up, especially with Booch sometimes being so hesitant and DeMar uh, showing his age. All right, we got Israel's chiming in on the Bulls now. Uh, the Bulls front office are not worried about losing their jobs. That's what comes out. You're right. You're completely right. If you're doing a bad job, and you know this is a White Sox and Bulls Reinsdorf problem. If you're doing a bad job, let's promote you. Let's give you a contract extension. It's as simple as this. You work three years, then I'll talk about an extension. And if you know if it's you're not producing, it's time to go. You gotta. You and I'm sorry. You've got to go. It's a results based business, and the only thing that they're worried about is those butts in the seats because you have a great, great or uh, a fan experience. And we've mentioned this at nauseum on this podcast. It's just about the fan experience right now. Uh, let's see what else. What else? Israel, do you want to just join the podcast? <laughs> Kobe has been he has been a beast, but he hasn't been as consistent. Like there's games where he's putting up 30 and there's games where he's putting up eight points. You know, I need that consistency. I'd rather have him score 18 points a game and be consistent rather than that uh yo-yo effect. And I know even Stephen Curry Steph Curry done that. He did that 60 point game and then he had like a game where eight points. So I it, it does happen and yeah, he is gonna get burnt out. Um, but there's definitely have to be a rebuild. Um, I'm doing most of the chatting here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, l- let's be honest here. Like, I, I when when the trade deadline passed and we had absolutely nothing to show from it, I was just like livid because again, you got to De- Demar Derozan. He, he's on an expiring contract. You guys can't come to a decision on money. Like, like, what are we doing here? 
so frustrating. Like, and basically, it is what it is because IO's, you know, or a, uh, AK is going to come back and say, "Oh, we made the playoffs." Like, who cares? Who cares if you're the ninth best team in the playoffs? Just from your division, up. or you know, you're to have one you know playoff I mean? like, game at no, home. Yeah, nobody cares. All nobody right, cares. we we all know the product that you are putting on the court right now is hot garbage. All right. Granted, Zach Levine's hurt. He's out for the season. You know, I, I understand all that. But at, at the baseline, you have to, as a GM, look at your team and say, we are not good enough. We are not good enough to even compete with Milwaukee. All right. Like, you have to understand that. And again, I'm not saying getting all these draft picks is going to fix the issue. Right. All right. But. At the same time, like I, I was reading something that, you know, the Golden State Warriors were a very hot team uh, trying to go after Caruso. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know what the Bulls were asking for in trade compensation. Two first but rounders. At, at the same time, it, it was two first. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a great defender, but how many times have I said on this podcast he's the man of glass? Yep. Someone you stepped know, on his foot last game ask- and he's not playing now. Yeah, you cannot ask for two first rounders with a guy who's out every third or fourth game. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we've said he is one of the best defenders. He is going to play hard. He is going to play extremely tough. And then by doing so, he's going to do something to tweak an elbow or a shoulder or a hip or an ankle or a knee or whatever. An eyelash. You know, he may stub his he may stub his toe walking <laughs> down the hallway in his house. And be out for three games at this point. Yeah. My whole point is that we, as a team, and again, this was said like right around the All Star game, was like AK came out and said like, "Oh, well, we're just worrying about making the playoffs. Like, we're not worried about you know building a team or a roster or any of that other stuff. You know, we just we're trying to make the play, dude." I don't care about the playoffs anymore because what's the point of going to the playoffs if you're one and done? Like it, it, it does nothing, especially with these super teams that every superstar gets some young youth that are good players that eventually like, hey, a vet wants to come like a Durant wants to play in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, it was a good team. And then Durant's like, oh, you know, like they got some good young guys, man. Send me over there. there. Yep. We got a chance. Yep. You know what I mean? Like instead it's like, we have the aging older players that like no good player wants to come play with. No, no, because they're olding and age or veterans and like they're, they're talented, but they're not talented to win a championship. No, not enough. You're talented enough to, to fill out an NBA roster, but not, not championship caliber. Uh, Israel over here also still chiming in. Do we have any future picks? Do you have any picks or now in the future? So Chicago Bulls have this year to have their own, which they should be tanking because they need a higher pick. They have the 2024 Port, uh, Portland pick, which is lottery protected, um, and they don't have any second rounders um, until 2028. Um, they sent the 2025 first round draft pick for uh, DeMar DeRozan to San Antonio. Um, they sent the 2024 pick to New Orleans, uh, second round, 25, just to San Antonio, second round. Washington Wizards for Julian Phillips in 26. 
and 2027 second round pick to Washington in the Phillips trade as well. You're not developing anybody. You don't have draft capital. You're maxed out on money because of Zach Levine. Your players are injured um, and you don't make any trades. This is a recipe for disaster, for disaster with the Chicago Bulls. And uh, yeah, the Bulls have never been able to lure a top tier free agent. They've always been the pawn that they use for negotiating from LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Kobe used us, uh, you know, who else? Just about everybody has used us as leverage. Um, they're, They're really an organization that everyone is laughing at. And to have such a uh, historical uh, organization that has won six championships and have the lure Michael Jordan, they're like, oh, I don't want to play Michael's house because that's been done and over with. It's going to be 30 years. Michael's no longer there. He's not even part of the team. He, he doesn't even show up for, for being in the ring of honor. He doesn't care. It's as simple as that. The only way this is going to change, and this happened with the baby bulls, is that stop going to the games hurt them where it hurts them which is their pocket stop going to these games and you'll see how fast they change the roster over to put butts in seats because right now they're just worried about putting a little circus on for you so that way you get entertained and the popcorn is thrown by benny the bull and you got the guy with the chair on his chin and stacking all the chairs all the way you know all the way up to the rafters that's what you got Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Israel, he's too. He doesn't. He doesn't care. Um, the D League, as far as the D League, well, that's your 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 Terry, your Dalen Terry, who's been bounced up and down. Um, and again, if they don't develop very well, that well, that's what's going to happen. You have nobody in your minor leagues to come up. So if you're not drafting well, you're not scouting well, which is what the Bulls have been known for to not to drop the ball. So right now the Bulls are playing. Yeah. So go ahead. Yep, yep. Bulls are playing right now, and I think the score was like sixty-two to fifty-nine. Yeah. Um, Bulls over the Atlanta Hawks. Um, like I said, I mean, right now you go look at uh, even the past couple games. I mean, two wins, three losses, or you know, three losses, or you know, two wins or three, you know, whatever it is. I mean, they're about fifty-fifty right now on in the way of you know potentially win or loss uh, recently. Yeah. And you know, like I said. It, you know, don't don't get me wrong. Maybe we do work out a long term extension with Demar Derozan in the off season. I doubt it. But you know, again, we're going to lose Patrick Williams. We're going to lose all these guys. We have no draft picks to replace anyone. It, it's it's going to be brutal. I mean, like I said, it, it, like you said, hurt hurt him where it hurts. And you know, like I said, it, it's up to people to sit there and say, hey. You know what? We are sick and tired of watching a team make it to the playoffs and then get bounced in the first round. Yep. Year after year after year, the same mediocre team. And like I said, you lose DeMar DeRozan, it's going to be even worse. So, you know, and like I said, it looks like next year from what I'm looking at, uh, top 10 protected pick, uh, with the Spurs potentially for the DeMar DeRozan trade um, in round one. So if we make it to the playoffs, guess what? We lose our first round pick. Yep. So again, all you're doing as a, as a team, as an organization is shooting yourself in the foot 
by making the playoffs. So do yourself a favor. Let DeMar walk in the offseason. Let Pat Will walk in the offseason and be a top 10 pick in the NBA. Yeah. You know, Lonzo, you know, and, and like I said, maybe this is what he's hoping for is Lonzo will eventually come back next season. If we can re-sign DeMar and Levine and Vooch, that that's his, you know, big three or big four, you know, that he was hoping for with Kobe White joining them, you know, but again, it, it's, I don't know where your head's at. I don't know what you're thinking. I know DeMar says he would like to stay. But again, money talks, and mm-hmm. I don't know that the Bulls have the money to pay him. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, the Bulls are 25 and 28, 5 and 5 in the last 10. They just lost one previous to today's game. Um, it, it's it's time to blow this team up. And, you know, even if Acme is over here thinking that if he builds a big four and adding Kobe White, once Zach Levine is back, that takes shots away from, from DeMar and it takes away from Kobe. It takes away from the offense. Um, I mean, we've we've already gone over this. If you want to listen to that, go back into five prior episodes, and we we've discussed discussed this so many times about Zach Levine being a man in the mirror. So, um, yeah, I'm done with the Bulls. Uh, I really got nothing on the Blackhawks this week, just because you know they continue to lose and Connor Bedard is out. Um, you know they're they're playing close games and then getting blown out at the end. There's just I, I got nothing to report. It's just, it's just sad at the Madhouse on Madison to be. A, a fan of the Bulls and of the Blackhawks, but on go ahead. Well, the, the only good thing is hopefully the tickets get cheaper. You know, uh, they're I not. Think I saw uh, there. There's a Bulls versus Pistons game oh, where yeah. you know I think I think the cheap cheapest ticket was like twenty six bucks. Yeah, but um, the Blackhawks so are still yeah. expensive. Well, I mean that's the Connor Bedard portion of it. You know, unfortunately, once once we got announced that we had the number one pick and we were blah, blah, blah. You know, the season tickets sold like crazy at a much higher price. And unfortunately now, you know, people who are selling their tickets on StubHub are trying to get the money back. Yeah, right. Exactly. They're, they're trying to make their money back for their season tickets to watch a mediocre team that, you know, unfortunately their star player isn't even available to play at the moment. No. So, yeah, nah, Israel. I mean, Israel. But come on, baby, keep losing so we can get that number one pick so that we can uh, go ahead and get some more talent uh, with Bedard. And like I said, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we need to draft a better goalie that doesn't give up six goals in a game. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, they lost or, the last or just, six games. Yeah, they lost the last six games. Three to four, one to two, zero one, zero three. Two to six, zero two. So, um, if you're a betting man, bet this team. Were, were any of were any of those San Jose? Because I know I know we said they had two games left with them. But. No, they lost to the Canucks, Kraken, Oilers, Flames, Wild Rangers. They play the Canucks again, Penguins, Senators, Hurricanes. When do they play? San, oh, the Sharks right now. The Sharks. They play them on the seventeenth. I think that's St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Sunday, March seventeenth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's a ways away then. Yeah. Bedard, yeah. Bedard will definitely be back by then, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Both teams should uh, be tanked. Oh man, oh, ESPN right now uh, tickets as low as seventeen dollars versus Vancouver, uh, Pittsburgh tickets as low as thirty two dollars. 
Um, I don't know if this is okay. Yeah, so these are all home games. Um, let's see. It might Ooh, be Saturday, February February seventeenth, two p.m. Uh, versus the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, that might be. That might be the play. Might maybe. I was gonna say uh, I'm off on Saturdays. That might be the play, sir. All right, all right. we'll we'll talk go, off here uh, about go, uh, that. Catch a game. Yeah, we'll talk off yeah. here about that. We'll get that done. <laughs> um, all right, Israel, thanks for chiming in, dude. You're killing it on the on the chat. Um, yeah, you might be able to afford the rest of the home games. That's right. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I think we. Should, you want to talk a little baseball? I mean, just a little bit, just a little bit, because nothing really happening. Because yeah, because yeah. yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Let's talk some Cubs. All right, Israel, thanks for chiming White in. White Sox. Yeah. Uh, well, the Cubs uh, were on a day 135, 136 of belly watch. Uh, he still has not signed with pitchers and catchers reporting on uh, this Wednesday, the 14th on Valentine's Day. So, um, uh, Israel, we every Monday, sir, every single Monday we're alive. And if you want to listen to the uh, podcast, you can listen to it anywhere on Spotify, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, anywhere you want to listen to it. It's available uh, at midnight on Tuesday. So, Thanks, Israel, for chiming in and being a fan. We appreciate you, brother. Um, yeah, back to the, the the Cubs. We're still on Bunny Watch, and uh, I, I they're playing chicken. Um, every, every day that he waits, I feel like it's a million dollars off his salary. Yeah. So let's just. Yeah, it, it's definitely keep, dropping. Keep holding on. Come on, <laughs> Cubs. Just. It's not that commercial. Hold, <laughs> hold. Um, yeah, I really think he'll be there. That, I yeah, really, go ahead and sell now. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think he'll he'll sign in between pitchers and catchers and, and the rest of the roster showing up. Um, you know, during spring training, you don't want to. He's gonna be a, like, I need to be on a team. Let's go, let's go, let's let's get it done. Yeah, uh, it is a tug of war. Yeah. Of war. Um, the the one thing I want to bring up is uh, I think it was Patrick Steele. Um, uh, he put out there on the internet that he watched Imanaga go through a pitching session um, like a bullpen session and he basically said like this man stuff is filthy so he was talking about he's he's on the internet searching for baseball cards of Imanaga <laughs> I did see that yeah um, that it's that it's going to be worth some money so um, that is great to hear from one of your uh, Cubs players mm-hmm. that you know international player who is coming from international that you know it's it's not the mlb you know it's it's a i don't know that i want to say a lower talent level um per se you know i don't want to disrespect anyone but you know you never know when you have an international player coming from somewhere else yeah if if they're gonna be able to be what they were in their own uh, situation when they were overseas. All right, Israel still chiming in with the sign Bauer, uh, Trevor Bauer, who said he will play for the league minimum minimum and put just put incentives yep. on there. It's yeah, I mean, take dude, a flyer. I, I brought that up how long ago yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I brought that up, I think it was a month ago, and I was sitting there like, hey, the, the man's quote unquote not guilty the the case got dropped right you know it, it's I, I know it's bad pr trust me i know it's bad pr but you had However, it with your closer for the world for the world series run he had the same exact yeah. thing he was accused of, of hitting his wife and the cup swept that under the rug i, I don't yep. get it i don't get it 
He was actually proven innocent and let the man play. He's a good pitcher. He had good numbers over at KBO. Yeah, but I mean, let's let's be honest. Bauer has also been a strange bird. He has been very kind of whatever in the league, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing his own weird stretching, whatever. And like I said, he's 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 a cat that does his own thing. Well, so. it's as simple as this: you're coming in but, on a minor league deal uh, as a, as a league minimum, and these are our expectations and rules. If you cannot meet them, you will be cut. Simple, plain and Absolutely. dry. And that's how you yeah, handle that situation. No, and, and like I said, I brought this up like a month, like like eight episodes ago. I, right. I brought it up and, and, you know, we had to then turn around and go, wait, was he still with whatever team he was with? You know, because we didn't know if they dropped his contract or, you know, right. what his contract situation was. Um, but I, I brought this up like eight episodes ago or nine episodes ago and said, yeah. hey, for, for a league minimum, you're talking about a guy who was filthy a all-star and filthy and you know he he still does some videos like i'll I'll see it pop up on youtube yeah um there's a former you know college whatever dude and like they hang out and like bauer pitches to him all the time and like i said i mean he's still throwing 86 to 93 so yeah i mean like i said if he's still hitting those numbers you know it's one of those uh why not like I, I, I would take a shot on it. Yes, the White Sox should take a I, shot. I know it. it'll be hard to sell to the fan base, but at the same time, do it. Like because it, you, you can know, easily. I, I, I even put in that. easily spin that into a uh, story. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, when when the news came out that he was willing to take a league minimum, I sent it to my guys in you know our group chat. Yeah. And I basically said like, dude, even if he's the fourth guy in the rotation, fifth guy in the rotation. That's still huge. Yeah. Like you're getting a top arm four or five years ago. And he's, I think he's still pretty young. I think he's, you know, still like maybe close to 30. Um, you know, let's uh, see if we can look it up. So let's see. Let's what see. is Trevor, Trevor Bauer is. He's 33. That's, that's pitching. Eh, that's I mean, good. for pitchers, that's still decent. Yeah. I mean, you know how, how old is Kyle Hendricks now? I mean, yeah, Kyle 50. Hendricks is grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Chatwood's still pitching. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, Kyle Hendricks. You know, e- even you know, at his age, he was always more of a placement guy. I mean, he was never yeah, a more of a Greg Maddox. You know, I'm gonna spot it up, right? Yeah, he was. He was never gonna blow it past you. I mean, but no. he definitely, um, you know. Kyle Hendricks age. He's 33. He th- oh, Kyle Hendricks, 34. Oh, 34. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. well. He just looks old. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe, Trevor- maybe, maybe Bauer's arm is a little more lively. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, but. <laughs> Go ahead. Up. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the amount of innings Kyle Hendricks has pitched probably as well. Yeah. Where Bauer's also been out of baseball now for, what, two years? Although he did pitch in Japan uh, for a team, yeah. I believe, last year from what i read so like i said you know why not why not uh let's see the last time he pitched was for the dodgers one complete game in 17 starts he went eight and five with a 2.59 era Hmm. below three so why wouldn't you want that 
like I said, I mean, you know, to, to me, I would do it. Are there any other pitchers available in free agency? Um, None that I can think of off the top of my head that would really, like to me, like Trevor Bauer is one of those guys like I would definitely take a chance on, but um, maybe some, you know, bullpen guys maybe, but yeah, not top of the end starters. No, not top of the end. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can, let's see, starting pitchers. I mean, unless, unless you're talking trades and then that's a whole different ballgame. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking. Let's see. Everybody's signed. I'm looking at from and to all the major names have been signed. There's nothing. Yeah, Trevor Bauer is one of the teams that does come up. Uh, hold on. There's a lot of TBDs here. Uh, you're looking at uh, Heen Jinru. He's, he's 37. No. Julia Urias, who's got that case. No. Clevenger, who pitched very well for the White Sox, actually. Um, but he's he's making 13, 14 million, so that's not somebody you want to go for. Blake Snell, that's a little too costly for the Cubs because he's asking about 25 to 30 million. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Montgomery's still there. Uh, Corey Kluber, another one that's 38. Zach Greinke's 40. Michael Lorenzen, 32. You got a lot of guys with a bunch of miles. All right, let's see. That's it. Do you think the Cubs will sign that player from, from Toronto, Chapman? He would be such an outstanding third baseman. The Chapman. Chapman. Um, What's his name? Let's see. You're talking about... Oh, I see who you're talking about. Matt Chapman. Um, actually, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I think they're going to sit pat with what they got. Uh, you got uh, Nicky Two Strikes, who can play third base. Um, he's, he's, yeah, Kluber signed yesterday. Look at that. Um, yeah, I think between Morel, Nicky Two Strikes, um, they they have a not, yeah, Wisdom's still there. Uh, you have a lot of options at third base. While they're, they don't have the bats, I think defensively they'll platoon it until they find something in, at the trade deadline. Um, if they if they're going to make that push right now, with the lack of signing of talent, I don't think that um, you know right now they're going to do that. They do, I just right now they're going to sit pat, and unfortunately, I think that they're going to try to see how much juice they can squeeze out of the talent they have with this new manager, who did so well in Milwaukee. So that that's exactly where I am with that with the Cubs. I hope they do well. I have no nothing against the Cubs. I just, just really, you're 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 banking on all these, all this talent that you had for a long time in the minor leagues that's coming up. That to, you're banking on that because you really don't have anything. Um, you have that one pitcher we just signed that's going to be doing well, but you're also looking for Cody Bunger to sign. Um, so we're, we're still in a waiting game. So I, I don't know what the Cubs are going to do. I don't think they signed Chapman at all. All right, let's switch over to the other side. What's the let player from one? Uh, just, re- just really, really, really quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I looked up uh, Bauer stats uh, from Japan. Um, it looks like he was in 24 games. He had 11 wins, four losses. Um, his ERA um, was 2.59 for one team. And then he must have got traded, yeah. or I'm sorry, uh, 
his ERA was 2.76 for one team over 10 games. And then it was a 1.73 for the other team that he only played one game for. Um, So for a combined total of 2.59 ERA um, in Japan. So looks like he still got his stuff. Definitely still has his stuff. Against Japan talent. Yeah. Which, you know, Japan hits for contact. So, you know. Uh, looks like he pitched 156 innings, um, right, which right. even when he was in the MLB, that's about average for you know what he was doing. Yeah, 153, 176, 190, 176, 175. So, like I said, that 156 uh, last year pitching in Japan um, that puts him right, essentially right where uh, he was, you know, pitching in MLB. And again. still getting a two point five nine. Again, I I think so, even the White Sox should take a flyer on him. I don't care. We need we need some talent on the south side because there's no talent, nothing to report. We made all those trades for the young kids. You need talent on the field. I mean, you don't you don't necessarily need pitching talent. You need. Well, I guess you need talent everywhere. You need talent everywhere. So, but the thing is, if you do pick him up, you know what? If he does well, you can flip him at the trade deadline to a contender or, or a team that's missing a pitcher because they went down. So, it's an asset. Absolutely, and yeah, and and that's the biggest thing is you know, yeah. like I said, for the Cubs, it's it's a win win. I mean, even if he's doing horrible, you know, he's an arm that you could potentially trade away, and yeah. you're nonetheless you're for a million dollars. So, I, I again, I would do it. I would definitely do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll come back with stirring the pot after a word from our sponsors. So uh, you listen to a little commercial here in a second. So here you go. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. What up? It's Martin Moreno and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Thanks, Martin. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with Big Z in the house. This week again, we got JC, Dynasty Fantasy Football. Follow him on his handle on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you can follow me at Big Z underscore 606 Media or 606 Media Group on IG and everywhere else. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. And if you don't know what time it is, it is time for Stirring the Pot. All right, JC, what do you got for us this week? I know you you said you had something. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have a topic, and you know, I was hoping for a little more fan, like a little more guys on the pod, so we could actually have a discussion about this. Unfortunately, it's just me and you. You know, I was hoping for Steven and Serge to be on, but we got Israel. So that, Israel's know, here. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if Israel, if you're still here, I want to hear from you as well. So here is my stirring the, the pot topic. All right. And maybe we'll bring it up again next week and ask Steven and Serge next week. But here's my stirring the pot topic. If 
you are dating someone and oh, your boy. significant other oh, boy. buys you a jersey for <laughs> a sports player who is not on your team but they buy it for you in a very nice manner because they know that the player is on your fantasy team and you've talked about this player etc would wow. you wear wow. that jersey to an event that you your team so say say your girlfriend buys you a giannis jersey and you have to wear it to a bulls game even though you are a bulls fan would you wear his jersey to a bulls game oh my god i i, I or or would you wear a brett Favre viking jersey to a bears game as a bears fan to sit there and just be like girl i love you i'm doing this for you i hate myself i want to take this off and burn it so badly oh my but i'm doing this because of you oh my god this is if you've ever seen the show uh that 70s show that happened when uh, Eric Foreman and the gang and uh, Red Foreman showed up to the Packer game. And Red says, here's some money. Go get a jersey. And he has his jacket on. And he unzips his jacket. And he's in Lambeau Field. And he turns he unzips and he has a Bears jersey on. The equivalent for me would be someone buys me a Cubs jersey, right? And I have to wear it to a Sox game. I don't know if I could be able to do that. I, I just don't know. It, you know. I don't know if I can do that. I would, I would probably be like, you know what? You're, you're going to have to return this or, or but like I said, like, like, so like your girlfriend hears you talking about Ryan Sandberg, right? Yeah. Because Ryan's going through this whole thing, right? She buys you a Ryan Sandberg Jersey. Yeah. Could you wear it to, to guaranteed rate field to a Cubs Sox game? <sighs> I'd probably be able to get away with it. Because I'd put on a Sox hat. And, it, you know, people were like, oh, pick a team. You would think so. You would think so. But as a gentleman that had to wear a Brett Favre Viking jersey to a Bears game, I was wearing a Cubs scar- or a Bears scarf and a Bears winter hat. And I got chewed out. I think it's by Bears fans. It's pick a team, Bears. bro. Yeah. Oh, you're a traitor. Yeah. I think Bears Packers. Look at this guy. He's Cubs confused. Sox. Yeah, Bears, Bears Cubs. I mean, uh, Bears Packers and Cubs Sox would be the worst thing to do it to. Um, oh, my God. I, I, I can only imagine your face and your reaction the entire time you're at the game eating crap from everybody there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 it'd be tough. I would probably be like, you know what? This is a very nice jersey. I will wear this to a Cubs game. But I'm not wearing it to the crosstown. I'm wearing my team. Yeah, same thing. Like if 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 you're a, if you're a Cubs fan, you're not gonna wear Sox gear or Cardinals gear. I think Cardinals is probably even more sacrilegious than than White Sox gear for for Cubs fans. I don't know. I don't know how you did it. Uh, you're a bigger man than I am, sir. I would have said, uh, we will go to a different game, and I will wear this jersey. I am not wearing it to my Cubs Sox. At Sox Park, no, I couldn't do it. Serge, Serge, how about you? Or uh, Israel, how about you? Could could you do it? Could you wear a rival team 
in your division could you wear their jersey knowing that you're not a fan of them you're not a fan of the team you are a bears fan die hard but your girl messed up yeah israel, israel she t- bought you the wrong jersey <laughs> yeah israel what's your answer man <laughs> he said we might you might probably wear a pittsburgh jersey out of respect for roberto clemente yeah i actually wore my roberto clemente this past friday um while we wait on that i i don't know how you did it oh here it is here it is he says no no way in hell no way in hell he says yeah yeah let me tell you guys it was rough it was so rough you know and and this was part of the stirring the pot last year last week because you asked me what was what was the we we phrase it as what is the worst gift again it was a great gift. It was heartfelt. It was it was you know very meaningful. But God bless it. Was it so hard to wear a Vikings jersey as a Bears fan to oh a Bears God. Vikings game? Oh my God! And then and then Brett Favre kicked our ass. He kicked our ass that game. And I'm sitting there wearing a Brett Favre jersey, walking out of the stadium. Vikings win, oh and people are just. Look at this man, he's confused. Oh man, and like it's just like oh my god, bro. Like uh, let me let me pull my hat down over my eyes. Just keep walking. Yeah. yeah. Well, Israel's over here saying wearing a Roberto Clemente jersey. I mean, first of all, that that's a Hall of Famer. You can wear that jersey in any ballpark. No one's gonna give you any crap for that. Um but it's like, you know, something that's yeah, more recent, like, said, like more rival and more recent, yeah, like, that's a different problem. Yeah, here's the thing, right? Like, like I can wear a, you know, I I don't know name name. I can wear a Clyde Drexler jersey. I can wear a Hakeem Olajuwon. I am talking. I'm not talking about that. I am talking the man, Brett Favre, who killed the Bears for how many years? Yeah. You have to wear his Vikings jersey. To a Bears Vikings game as he's balling as out as a Bears fan. And that was the year he was balling out with the Vikings. So, yeah, yeah. <sighs> and let me tell you, sir, it was rough, <laughs> and it was just like, I don't think you realize how much I care about you to do this. To <laughs> I just hope that you had a great night after that game. If you know what I'm saying, wink, wink, ha ha ha. <laughs> Uh, I got in trouble later that night, so no, not really. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, JC, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, and it was a short, yeah, a yeah. short like one I today. Said, it but... would have been nice to have some uh, other opinions on air like because I know Steven has a significant other, and uh, I, you know, Serge's got kids, so I assume yeah. he has a significant other. So would have been nice <laughs> for them to chime in. And, you know, like like I said, you know, if, could you wear a Detroit Red Wings jersey to a Blackhawks game? You know, as as a Blackhawks fan, you know what I mean? Like that kind of situation. Like it would have to be a Chelios or, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Chelios, Kane, is Kane too soon? Is is it too soon to wear a Kane jersey? I don't know. Like I said, man, it is it, 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 like I said. This is this is a topic I would love to bring up again next week if if the guys are on. Yeah. Uh, just because, like I said, I I think it is a topic of definite contention of could you or could you not do it to yourself 
and put up with the embarrassment slash brutal beating verbally. Man, I, I told you off air. One of my high school teachers was two rows behind me at the game, literally saw me and goes, Mr. Howard, what the hell are you wearing? And I'm just like, oh, like, come on. I literally looked at him and was like, I got to do what I got to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That, that's, that's a great story. Oh, man. All right, JC, let's get out of here. I know it's a short version, but there wasn't a lot of Chicago news, especially with baseball barely starting up, the Bulls doing the same thing, the Blackhawks still losing. And the only good news was that we have Devin Hester, Steve McMichael, and Julius Peppers joining Canton uh, this summer in the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So um, thank you, everybody who has been watching, everybody who is listening. Um, thank you for your support. Big shout out to Israel this week for joining and um, you know being interactive with us thank you Israel I hope you have a great night I hope to see you next week and we can uh, you know be more interactive alright y'all that is it for today thank you for listening a big thank you to our sponsor 606 Media True Chicago Sports Fans and Grit Clothing Company don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official podcast t-shirt uh, search True Chicago it'll pop right up and then when you check out hit True Fan 15 in that in that promo code section True Fan 15 for 15% off your entire order that is True Fan 15 get your shirts now uh, check out the rest of the 606 media fa- uh, of family uh, we got no water on the weekend you know you know Steven shows up once in a while you know for his comic relief we love you Steven but uh, I don't know where you're at <laughs> hopefully we're I- done advertising your show sir <laughs> I actually just started a new show. It's called Impossicated, and where I interview different people from different walks of life. And uh, first episode will drop on Friday. Uh, the audio version for sure will be dropped on Friday. Video, I'm still trying to get it out by then as well, too. Um, so uh, that's the new show, Impossicated. And I will have a lot of familiar faces uh, pretty soon because I'll be doing more uh, interviews. So uh, look out for that. Um, shout out to Ronish, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom May. We played... Uh, Custom made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out panicontheBeat.com for moment merch and gear. All the beats we played were on the audio version, so look out for that. Check us out on social media. True Shy fans on Twitter. I'm sorry, TCSF Pod on Twitter. We have um, you got JC Dynasty Fantasy Football on Twitter. You got uh, Big Z underscore six hundred six media. And if you want to reach out to us on our email, TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for JC, I am Big Z. We'll see you next time for episode, what is this, 181? We'll go for 182. 181. So, yeah, we'll see you for 182 next week. And until then, be good to each other for the love of sports. A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, What we thought they were. Um, You know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Yep! You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos! That's all. I shouldn't have had those artichokes. I'll eat that poppers. Thanks, Cubs!